everyone. Welcome to episode 226 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are having some Basil Hayden. What kind is it? Toasted it's the rye? malted rye. Malted rye. Or, I'm malted. sorry. Yeah, the other malted rye. Malted rye. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, we didn't even know this was out. Mm-hmm. We saw it at our liquor store and I was like, ooh, we got to get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it was, I'm trying to, what, what did we... Because we had it for Christmas and... Uh, this? Yeah. I'm trying to think like what I was eating and I was like, oh my gosh, like that just tastes, it tastes so good with it. With the rye? Was it the fudge? Maybe it was fudge. Oh yeah. It was, it was so good. Uh, so yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> it, um, by the time this airs, this will be, it will be the New Year 2024. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, this week we decided that we want to talk about how bad relationships take hard work. Yeah. Uh, Everybody knows that we are or you should know if you've listened to our podcast for the last five years, you should know that we believe and our motto is that good relationships don't take hard work. Mm -hmm. And we're like, you know what? Like, let's because I think that we kind of try to focus on the on that piece i guess mm-hmm. and the everything good that you're that you should be doing but yeah well i mean i, I think we talk a lot about the bad i know stuff we do doing, talk about that but but yeah. but when we talk about good relationships don't take hard work that's we mainly focus on <clears throat> the good things that you mm-hmm. should be doing well and it's it's always um you know th- there's just all these general pushbacks on the concept of of even if someone's not pushing back on it but we, we see it in the comments all the time on posts of mm-hmm. people say well all relationships take hard work mm-hmm. or take work or, and it's like well no that's not true mm-hmm. and then and because that's kind of our initial reaction well, that's not true and then it's like well maybe our definition of work is different than their definition of work mm-hmm. and so i think that's kind of kind of where the conversation was going when you and i were talking about it and it's like it's not so it's not so much that people should understand or believe or support good relationships don't take hard work mm-hmm. what the antithesis of that is and then we'll continue to talk about that on the episode is bad relationships do take hard work mm-hmm. and e- even saying it out loud if you're one of those people it's like no 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 good relationships take hard work mm-hmm. And I say, well, bad relationships take hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to immediately assume, well, do you think I have a bad, bad relationship? Well, let's see. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I know. Let's find out. Uh-huh. And so I think that that's, that's kind of kind of where it went. But I think it, it, it really is kind of coupled with, with another thought of how you're making your relationship hard. Yeah. Why you're having to put into work. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's really something to be said about the the process of things versus actual rigorous work. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, you know, if, any, if anything's happened over the last 10 to 20 years is the definitions of traditional words or phrases or statements don't mean what they used to. Mm-hmm. And so when I say, when I say good relationships don't take hard work, I, I mean that as compared to my 12 year previous marriage Mm-hmm. Where I say I worked every day, and what I mean by that, and I'll, I'll, my own definition of what I mean when I said that I was in a relationship that took a lot of hard work was it was a combination of constantly walking on eggshells, 
trying to figure out what the right things were due just to make my partner happy, agreeable, um, attracted to me, um, you know, wanting to spend time with me, just trying to figure out what I was doing or what I wasn't doing that I need to start doing or stop doing to result in a higher, healthier, functioning, happier marriage. Yeah. Um, and if someone was like, I'm trying to figure out like the best way to say it. Because if I say, well, you know, I, I cleaned the house and, and did cooking, I don't really mean that that was hard work for the relationship. That's just stuff that you should do anyway. I know. Yeah, it was funny because we were we were really trying to figure out. So, because a lot of people, actually pretty recently, um, we posted a video of me. It was me talking and saying something about how women uh, don't, or they, they think they settle for their their... Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. They're Prince Charming. What they're it was Prince the Charming happily is. ever after. Yeah, episode. happily ever after. <clears throat> and uh, struck a nerve. It it really did strike a nerve, and I was really surprised that I don't know. I think that because I think you say more harsh. You definitely say more harsh things than I do, mm-hmm. and I didn't think what I said was that harsh. But um, I don't know if it was co- because it was coming from me mm-hmm. that it did strike a nerve or or what, probably. Because well, women yeah. don't like women. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, women eat simple. their own. Yeah. And women are the worst at receiving any type of feedback, mm-hmm. especially negative or constructive. Mm-hmm. So From another woman. Yeah, especially a good-looking woman. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, that, that clip struck a nerve. And I mean, a lot of it, you know... There, there is more context to it when you actually listen to the episodes. The episode, yeah. um, and so I get that. But like, and people really feel like I am, like I'm really attacking them. They take it so personal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so with that, with that um, clip, a lot of people were commenting. A lot of people commented on that mm-hmm. one. And, uh, and we're, we're saying that, you know, relationships take hard work some of them just said they take work Mm -hmm. and so seth and i were really talking about it and we were like well what is everybody else's definition of work yeah in a relationship because our definition i don't know is not like we think that we know that you have to do stuff to to that we that we do stuff to keep our relationship flowing and going smoothly mm-hmm. um but those things that we do every day that probably most people would call work we don't feel like it feels like work <laughs> yeah and then that kind of goes back to the process mm-hmm. of things um if you don't understand the process and you're not going with the process if you aren't following the rules if you aren't following the process if you aren't following a, a you know, just a a simple pattern or plan of listening to your conscience, making good decisions, and not creating work, then that's how you don't have the work. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that <clears throat> one of the things that, that I had said was, even if you can't wrap your mind around, even if you want to just die on that hill, that because I will die on the hill that good relationships don't take hard work. Mm-hmm. But if you equally want to die on the hill that good relationships do take hard work, then I would encourage you to at least 
admit that good relationships shouldn't feel like hard work mm -hmm. or feel like work. Mm -hmm. Because once again, to your point, what is it that they consider work? I, I specifically want to know what you think work is mm -hmm. like what wh what is it what what is it specifically that you're like because i already said what mine was in my last marriage <clears throat> you know tiptoeing around eggshells you know trying to do anything and everything i could to make my partner happy and failing miserably at it um and it was a daily struggle to love that person it was a daily struggle to like that person it was a daily struggle to want to be around that person and so i i think i really when i mean it, it, it to even clarify a little more it's it's not it's not necessarily literal physical work. It's more emotional stress and duress mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I guess it is because I didn't mean I swept the floor and mopped the hardwood and vacuumed the carpet and, and cleaned the house and did the laundry and cooked the meals and took the care of the kid and did the, I don't, I didn't look at that as any work. I looked at that as duty and, re, and marriage responsibility and partnership roles. Mm -hmm. that's Not just that how that was it, work. That's just how it is. Yeah. Like it's just life. So I, th I think when people say they take work, I really think they mean it's hard work to get along mm -hmm. that we, you know, we're roommates stepping on each other's toes in each other's way and it's hard work to live with someone. Mm -hmm. And I think they typically just mean getting into a pattern with their partner mm -hmm. or getting into a process with their partner or part of the problem is you're both on two completely different pages and so you don't know how to be on the same page mm -hmm. i know i think that that's kind of where that's part partly where i was in my previous relationship was we weren't on the same page with things mm -hmm. and you know obviously when when you deal with somebody that is a drug addict and alcoholic it is it's definitely going to be work mm -hmm. and to and if you're i guess i'm trying to think like if you were both drug addicts maybe it wouldn't be so bad uh that's, that sounds awful but um and yeah that would be just a, a nightmare right there mm -hmm. but i think that um that with in my previous relationship it it was hard work for me because he didn't want to give up that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. He and I was just sitting, hoping and praying and trying to do everything that I could to get him out of that. But in with me being so upset with him being a drug addict and not wanting to do things with me, it it creates more little problems or it created more little problems throughout the relationship. And it made me nitpick at little mm -hmm. things that he would or wouldn't do. And so that was creating the work <laughs> as yeah. well. Well, and, 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 but even, even with that, it's the same thing. It was, it was emotional and mental mm -hmm, exactly. stress and duress. Uh -huh. It wasn't labor or physical work. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the other piece of that is some people are like, well, we're, we're working on a relationship. And they typically specifically mean we're in therapy, we're in counseling, or we're, we're you know, we've decided to go back to church to get, they're taking steps to try to figure out how to be more cohesive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if, if you've recognized a problem 
and you both are amenable to it and you both agree that you can fix it and you want to save salvage the relationship and you want to move forward and you recognize that you're in a bad relationship or an unhappy marriage or whatever it is and you've identified the steps to take to now have a better relationship and a better marriage you will look at that process to get there as work mm -hmm. and i agree going from something bad to something good is going to take you both work to turn that ship around. Mm -hmm. But you should not be sitting there 20 years after you've course corrected saying, this is hard. Mm -hmm. That was a patch that you overcame. Mm -hmm. But are you now, 20 years later, working hard every day on your relationship? And so maybe they just mean that that Season, figuratively. Maybe. That what we have now took a lot of work at one point in time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I will say, in 99% of those cases, both people or one person created the work. Mm -hmm. It's not inherently that a relationship takes work. It's that ignorance, lack of experience, and inconsideration mm -hmm. creates work. Yeah. And that, that, that's all it is. I know. And so the, the problem that people have with this is... Once again, if somebody's like, look, I've been married to my partner for 55 years, and we we firmly believe good relationships take hard work. Well, are you working at it every day now? Yeah. And, and if you are, if you're sitting there telling me that you've been married for 50 years, and you still nip at each other, you still poke at each other, you still cheat on each other, you still go do things without each other, you still treat each other like shit, I'm going to say you don't have a good relationship anyway. Mm -hmm. So we can agree that bad relationships take hard work mm -hmm. and i think that that's you know that's maybe that maybe one of the the things we need to we do need to talk about is what's the difference between a good and a bad yeah because we've talked a lot about the good and i think that you have to look at these things very i don't think there's a lot of gray area in there mm -hmm. people now want to live in this gray area they don't want to talk about absolutes they don't want to talk about you know they, they they don't want to talk about the majority of things they want to talk about fringe groups or or you know nuances in issues instead of saying no let's let's we have to have common ground even if you want to say does a good relationship have physical or verbal abuse mm -hmm. no I, i'm pretty sure that a hundred percent of people can agree that hitting your partner and threatening your partner and abusing your partner in any physical or verbal way would constitute a bad relationship. Yes. So we should at least be able to have a starting point that a good relationship will not have physical or verbal abuse and a bad one will. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, let's continue to progress down that. Mm -hmm. What else, where can we find some common ground to identify the difference between a good relationship and a bad relationship? Mm -hmm. And I think that we, we've tried to do that, but probably not very directly mm -hmm. in apples to apples. We say, you know, signs of a good relationship, characteristics of a bad relationship. Well, let's just talk about them both at the same time. Mm -hmm. And once again, we have to agree that if, you know, the opposite of white is black. <laughs> yeah. You know, there is no gray area. And, and, that, and that's kind of where we, we have to hit a point so people can then at least recognize, are they in a good relationship or a bad relationship? Mm -hmm. And it's not that a bad relationship can't become good relationship and that's where we will at least be in the middle ground with that to say yes that will take hard work mm -hmm. because you're coming from a bad relationship to a good relationship mm -hmm. but once you're in a good relationship you should not be working no on this anymore no no and, and, and it shouldn't once you get to that point it shouldn't feel 
like work like work at all like Mm -hmm. because even even the little things that we that we do daily Mm -hmm. for each other it it doesn't it doesn't feel like work but when you're with somebody that you can't stand in the first place that's when it starts to to become work because you don't want to do those things for that person Mm -hmm. so that's when you need to identify why you feel that way about the person that you're with yeah the the person that you fell in love with the person that you married mm-hmm. like why why do you want to why do why would you want to make things hard on your partner yeah you, you know both both partners mm-hmm. well and 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 you know the, the 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 some of the crazy stuff with this is going back to the process piece of well, it, let, let me say this. I, 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 had, I don't, this is the good relationships don't take hard work. We didn't decide that once we started the podcast. We recognized that before we even got married. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we we just shared um, a memory that we had. five years before the podcast. Or yeah, whatever. five years before the podcast started. Uh, and was it something I said? It was. It was, was the Christmas post. Huh? It was the Christmas post. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, this was well before we started the podcast. Before we even this thought was, about it. We, podcasts weren't even a thing. Yeah. And yeah, not even a mm-hmm. yeah. We had no idea that we were going to be doing this yeah. at all, and uh, and so yeah. If you want to look at that full post, we have mm-hmm. it posted on our on our Facebook page, and I think it's 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 pretty long. It's a lengthy read, I guess, for a Facebook post, mm-hmm. but it is it tells you exactly where we have come from. From the very start, yeah, of, of all our relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think that was what, like, towards was that our first year of marriage? Mm-hmm. It was. It was it from twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so, so, but this isn't. It's not a manufactured mantra or a manufactured line in the sand to be divisive. Mm-hmm. It literally is. This is. We believed that it was the secret sauce, mm-hmm. um, and, and still believe that. Mm-hmm. But we've believed this, you know, for a long time. And it's so cool to look back. To look back at what we believed in then and see still this is this is who we are Mm -hmm. this is why we started the podcast because we wholeheartedly believe this Mm -hmm. yeah but but i remember i I don't remember it was that one or i think it was when i I commented something on a public radio post or something Mm -hmm. anyway um I, i i just made it well good relationships don't take hard work anyway and I didn't get blasted, but I, I had I had more likes on what I said than I thought I would get. Mm-hmm. But then I had women, no men, but I had women mildly attacking my thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, or giving excuses. Giving excuses, talking about how, well, my relationship doesn't take hard work, however, mm-hmm. you know, or everybody argues, but that doesn't mean that your relationship's bad or, and, and once again, nuances and little things. No, that's not what I'm saying. But one of the things that one of the women said to me because she said, you you do all of these things to your partner that you don't consider work, but that is the work that requires it. And that's why I get wrapped around the process. Mm-hmm. Identifying, uh, well, hold on, let me, let me back up. Recognizing a need that needs to be met in your partner, I don't believe is work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and I think that, you know, buying flowers for your partner isn't work. Shopping, getting Christmas presents for your partner isn't work you shouldn't and that's where it goes to it doesn't feel like work and i don't see it as work Mm -hmm. and so if you're going through the process feeling like it's work 
then I would say that's a sign that you don't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. Because think about that with, I mean, and once maybe I, maybe there's just people that are a different breed. When I had to take my, my kid to school or baseball practice or soccer practice or wrestling practice or any of the stuff he did growing up, I didn't, when you're going through that process, I didn't look at it as a sacrifice. I didn't look at it as hard work. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I had to spend all weekend at the baseball field. <sighs> no weekend for me. Mm-hmm. It was just the duties and the roles and responsibilities of being a parent. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people in those type of roles don't recognize, their sacrifice is only recognized by an outside party. And even taking this to the level of, of of an individual that has, you know, a child that is paraplegic, non-commutable, whatever that, you know, they're, they're, they're wheelbear, wheel, wheelchair bound for the rest of their life at a very, very young age. You know you have a life commitment now where you have to take care of this child. You have to always clean this child. You have to do everything for their entire life. Parents in those situations typically don't look at it as they sacrificed anything. Mm-hmm. And they don't look at it as hard work. We all see it. We see the hard work that goes into mm-hmm. it. We understand and recognize the sacrifice. But when you truly love someone unconditionally, the feeling like work is non-existent. Mm-hmm. The sacrifice doesn't seem like a sacrifice because your heart is telling you what to, how to do the right thing and what to do. So you don't look at it as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, everybody else sees it but you typically won't hear those parents complain, mm-hmm. talk about the yeah. sacrifice, or spe- they would definitely don't have any any relief when the child passes. Oh, they gosh, would they would do no. that for the rest of their lives oh, if they had to. For sure. So they don't look at it as work. They don't look at it, as, and that's that's how I identify a rock solid relationship that has true unconditional love. Because anything that would feel like work, act like or look. You know, present itself as work in the relationship is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the working piece is tied directly to so- when someone says, my relationship takes work. You're tying that to emotion- how you feel emotionally about sacrifice, about worry, about um, compatibility, mm-hmm. about resentment. You- there's all these other things that make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that you just, so now it feels like a chore. I mean, it's the same thing like when women are like, yo, having sex with my husband is a chore. Mm-hmm. Well, you do not like having sex with your husband. Yeah. You know, my marriage doesn't feel like a chore because I like being married to you. Yeah. So anytime you start saying that, you know, it's a chore or it's work or it's it takes a lot of patience or it's labor intensive and all that, then I don't think you're truly passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, but I, I guess I'm kind of going off in the wrong direction. Looking at the, you know, what's bad and what's good. Mm-hmm. I think that there are, are other avenues that you can go down to say, well, does a good relationship have arguments every single day? No. No. So then you would have to agree that if you're in a relationship where you have an argument every day, guess what? Newsflash, you're in a fucking bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Would you say that a good relationship has infidelity? No, oh, hell no. <laughs> then you have to agree that if your partner or you have cheated on one another, guess what? Newsflash again, you're in a bad fucking relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of everybody being in bad, shitty relationships trying to act like they're good. I know. And that's kind of where all this, this comes from. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of keep going down on that path. Do you think that starting arguments with your partner, picking at your partner, 
you know, embarrassing your partner, is that a good relationship quality? No. no. So if you're doing that, it's bad. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think that these are things that you just have to identify. And I think that if you look at the process, what are you doing and what aren't you doing, you will you will be able to identify very, very quickly where the problem is and why it feels like work. Mm-hmm. And and I, I gave you a I what I think was a pretty decent analogy. Yes. Let's say you come home from work and you walk through the front door, you kick off your left shoe and throw it to the left, you kick off your right shoe, throw it to the right, you drop your purse on the floor, you you know, toss a coat near the coat closet, but don't put it up. You throw your belt off as you come through the entry. On your way, you kick off your socks, you get to the bedroom, you you know, don't put anything in the hamper, and then you throw on your jammies and you go sit down and you watch whatever reality TV show you want to watch. And then it real you realize, oh man, I've got to pick up. Mm-hmm. I got to stop what I'm doing. I can't finish my show. I got to pick up. <clears throat> Cleaning the house is hard. Keeping the house picked up is hard. Mm-hmm. You're gonna look at the mess that you made, yeah, and the process of now cleaning it because you made the mess. That that's hard work. Mm-hmm. When if you would have just came in the door, walked straight to the hamper, put all your clothes in the hamper, put your house shoes and your evening wear on, and go sit down on the couch to watch TV, does any of that look or feel like work at all, no. or is that just what you're supposed to fucking do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how we look at marriage. Yes. So when you come to me and you say marriage takes a lot of hard work, and I say, well, what are you talking about? What are some of the problems you've had? Well, my husband goes off on a guy's trip every couple of months. He's playing in every fantasy league. He's not here. I'm having to do all this. Marriage is hard. Okay, well, maybe if he wasn't doing those things, would marriage still be hard? Mm -hmm. No. Same thing the other way. You know, well, we have a really bad relationship. There's a lot of trust issues. Um... You know, I don't like how she presents herself. Well, what specifically is going on? Well, she always goes on girls' night, and mm-hmm. she just took a you know a four-day weekend to Nashville. Did you guys get in a fight? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then, yes, your marriage is going to feel like hard work because one of you is doing something to slight the other one. Mm-hmm. Now you're resentful. Now you feel their sacrifice. You can emotionally tie in how you feel, how your partner made you feel by doing these things that you don't want them to do, and now it feels like work. Mm-hmm. And... No shit, it feels like work yeah. because now it is. Now you're working to keep your shit together. Now you're working at having to love someone that you don't trust and they're not doing anything to build trust and they're off doing things that you don't want them to do. Yes, it is going to feel like work. You are creating mm-hmm. the work. You like, I thought that I thought it was a perfect analogy because it really, it really does show it, it pr- puts it into perspective mm-hmm. to, to show everyone like. Yeah, if you do what you're supposed to be doing or don't do what you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, things will run smoothly. Yeah. And your relationship should be a lot better if you if you didn't take if you if you took all of that those things that you were creating away mm-hmm. and actually enjoyed the time with your partner, things would be a lot better. Yeah. And and that's where it is identifying those pain points. Mm-hmm. Remove the pain points. If it's family, if it's it's in laws, remove them. Mm-hmm. Resolve that situation. If you have any internal or outside factors that are causing stress and duress and work and it feels like work and all of these issues that it's bringing, you have to figure out how to remove them. Mm-hmm. And I think people really misrepresent compromise. Because a lot of times, compromise ends up being somebody still does what they want to do while the other partner just doesn't complain about it. Yeah. 
but you still become resentful. You still become emotionally stressed about it. You still have anxieties over it. You still worry about it. You still complain about it. You still fight about it. Guess what? That was not a compromise. No. Because it didn't resolve shit. I know. Maybe it's maybe it just is a band-aid for a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, but it it's not a true you didn't repair anything. No. I know. I think that like compromise uh so many people do get wrapped around the compromising. And I do mm-hmm. think that there are certain things that you probably should compromise and I think that um that our relationship that there are a lot of things that it's just it's just easier mm-hmm. for us than a lot of other people that we don't have certain things that I don't know, but then again, it's like we don't feel like it's a compromise either. I guess the only thing that we probably compromise on, which I don't know if it's really compromise, but it's it's like uh like for instance, we we have a a gala that we're gonna be going to in February, mm-hmm. and you're going to. <laughs> It's just, <laughs> I I guess it's it is it is me being like yeah we're gonna go. No conversation or <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, command decision. I just I and if you're invited to anything where you get to dress up, you immediately say yes. <laughs> I, I'm not even an afterthought. It's just yes, this is what we're doing. It's this not even up for discussion. Yeah, I mean, I think that if it was, I so think... the compromise in that is you get to do what you want to do and I don't. <laughs> I that's know. what I'm talking about. I know. When people say compromise, that's typically what they mean. It is. I know. And, and I guess that is a perfect example that I am doing to you. But like, like the thing, it is. And I don't think that compromise, compromise is not. <sighs> Here's my thoughts on compromise. Uh-huh. I, When it comes to marriages, I believe compromises should only apply to unmovable obstacles. And I'll, I'll give you some what examples. Let's take a step back to what I, what I said earlier about if family is a problem. Let, let's dial it into children. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know, don't pretend it's not true. We all know that children create a lot of stress and issues in marriages. Once you have children, you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. So they are an immovable, unmovable force that's going to be present in your relationship for at least the next 18 to 24 years. So you guys have to compromise on how to handle that issue that neither one of you can do away. If your wife has the slutty, hoey, Instagram wannabe model that's out chasing dick all the time, and she wants to do girls' night with your wife all the time, she is a completely removable obstacle. Oh, for sure. Get yeah. that bitch out of the fucking picture. Uh-huh. Yeah. And guess what? There is no compromise. Mm-hmm. That is that, that is identifying something toxic, something bad, and something damaging, and removing it. So it shouldn't apply to relationship killers. Yeah, And so, and, and relationship killer can be relative to your situation. Mm-hmm. If, if it's your fantasy football league that's causing a problem, guess what? That is a completely removable force in your relationship mm-hmm. that you can do with. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't want to do that because mm-hmm. now you look at it from the flip side is, well, now I've sacrificed. I'm not doing what I want to do. Well, not only that, people start to say that it's controlling. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. If... If you truly want your to be with your partner and have a good thriving relationship, mm-hmm. you should want to just be with them yeah. and not have these outside influences that are going that can fuck up your marriage. If if you have a bacteria infection in your right hand and the doctor tells you, "Look, we've got to take that hand or it's going to spread and then we're going to have to take your forearm." And if we don't take it, we're going to have to take your entire arm. And if we don't take that, it's going to kill you. 
and you say, I love playing video games. Mm-hmm. You're t- I can't play video games anymore. If, if you remove my, well, then I'm just going to, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing. Well, guess what? It's going to spread. And, and that's how it is with those other toxic behaviors that are in your, and eventually you're going to use that, lose that fucking arm completely. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is with marriage. You can dig in and you would look at the doctor and say, well, you're trying to control me. You're yeah. going to keep me from doing what I really want to do by making me cut off my hand. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, the choice isn't the game or life. The, the Well, I guess I guess that is the choice. But it, it's, it's not that they're not equal trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Do you want to live <laughs> uh-huh. or do you want to die? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it comes to marriage, do you want to be single mm-hmm. or do you want to be or do you want to be divorced or do you want to be married? I know. And those things that people tend to diminish and say, oh, well, you know, we split up because he had a problem with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You did. Because your girlfriends were a fucking problem. Yeah. If they weren't a problem, it wouldn't have been a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing with, with that with that analogy with the hand thing. What are you going to do about it? You're going to sit there and play video games as long as you can until your arm finally falls off and then you can't play anyway? Or are you going to do what you need to do, even though it may be painful? It's going to mean you don't get that hand ever again. You don't get to play video games ever again. But guess what? You get to keep your arm. <laughs> I know. So it's not a compromise. Not everything's going to be fair. Mm-hmm. But that ties in directly to my previous thought is if that feels like work, if, that, if, if, if not going on a girl's trip to Vegas feels like sacrifice and feels like work, you're in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. You are. If, if, if not, if, if excluding your partner and isolating your partner somehow means you're going to have a better time or a, a more fun experience or deeper connections with other people, you're in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when you start to get into those things, when people are like, whoa, 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 I take a girl's trip or a guy's trip every year. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that I'm in a bad relationship? Does your partner have a problem with it? Yeah. Do you get in a fight with this? Is there silent shit happening before and after you finish this trip? Is there uh, resentment happening because of this? Then I don't know if I would say necessarily you have a bad relationship, but you definitely have issues because oh. of what you're choosing to do. Yeah, there's a problem there. Yes. There's a problem there. And your partner, you are more than likely ignoring your partner's feelings about mm-hmm. this Issue. Oh, absolutely. It's a very selfish yeah. way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, because if you're, I don't know, I, I think that, because everybody is, there are people that are different than us, mm-hmm. and they do want to, they they are okay with having... Well, that's why I say, yeah. is it cause, if it's uh-huh. not, if then you guys are both, if, because that's an example of you being on the same page. Exactly. If And that may be true compromise, mm-hmm. but... But true compromise shouldn't leave somebody feeling like they're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. The compromise is that unmovable force where, you know, I, I take a trip to Nashville every year with the girls. My husband takes a trip to Nashville every year with the guys. He watches the kids while I'm gone and takes care of this. I watch the kids. While, that is true compromise. Neither one of you have a problem with it. It's not causing mm-hmm. any disruption if you in your don't relationship. Have a problem with it. Yes, uh-huh. but that's the only time I would say that, you know, that, that it's a good thing when you do not have, when both of you do not have a problem with it. More times than not, that's what I was gonna say. One of the partners has a yeah. big problem with it, uh-huh. and they've expressed it, and they just get tired of expressing. Uh huh. I know. I know. Well, I mean, and, and like I think that because there, you dealt with it in your previous relationship where 
she wasn't a jealous person Mm -hmm. and she was like i don't care i don't care what you do Mm -hmm. like that's fine just you do you and but you had the problem with it and so when when one of you has a problem with it it is both of your problem Mm -hmm. not just one of you not you can't dismiss what your partner says or their feelings just because you don't have a problem with them doing that yep yep. and and you, you said it when you dismiss it you completely invalidate how they feel about something. You mm-hmm. can't tell someone how they should or shouldn't feel it about something just because you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why we say things to correct, you know, just what we just did with, if you don't have a problem with it, I'm not the one, it's not my place to tell you that you have a bad relationship. It's my place, if you want to listen to me, to give you identifying factors that say you're in a bad relationship. But if those identifying factors are not truly a problem in your relationship, you don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I know. And and that's where that comes up because you'll hear a lot of people say, Well, I don't care how you feel about that. It's not wrong. I'm not I'm not stopping doing this mm-hmm. because it doesn't bother me and it shouldn't bother you. Mm-hmm. You you give this it shouldn't. And I don't understand why you feel this way. Mm-hmm. And it's like they've told you why. You can't if someone says, Look, I'm I don't want you hanging out with people of the opposite sex. I don't want you putting yourself in available situations where people of the opposite sex feel and think that they have a chance with you or they think that door's open in any way, shape, or form. It's not that I think that you're going to cheat on me, mm-hmm. but I don't want somebody trying to break into my car that's sitting on the side of the street because I didn't put it in the garage. Whether they steal it or not, I don't want them busting out a window. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's the same thing when it comes to your partner. And you're not allowed to be on that receiving end and say, well, I don't care how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. You have to care. Mm-hmm. That's part of the agreement of getting married. Yeah, I know. And, and 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 you can't dismiss their feelings, and you can't you can't ignore that it's creating a problem. Mm-hmm. And you definitely can't create the problem and then come back to me and tell me that you have a good relationship and it takes hard work. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's so. And and I would I would ask those people when you tell me that good relationships take hard work i'm sure that you can identify the work uh-huh. what are you identifying that's good yeah what's so good about your relationship <laughs> then? if you're gonna sit there and tell me good relationships take hard work i'm not saying that it took work at one point in time because i know i know that there, we, we've had friends and i've had people that i've known and i've been close to that have been married a lot longer than we have that get very offended i mean friendship ending mm-hmm. because of that perspective yeah because they went through infidelity, they went through financial issues, they went through rough patches, whatever, and they were perfectly happy at the 25-plus year mark together. I would not have identified them as a bad relationship. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have identified them as an unstable relationship. I would have probably identified them as an exemplary relationship. Yeah. Uh-huh. But because they could not get over the fact of their own shit they went through, and just make, and I had no idea what their past was, Mm-mm. just making simple good relationships don't take hard work. It just, it struck such a nerve. Yeah. And it's not that they were currently working today. I know. That it was, was something that happened oh 15 years ago. Yeah. Who knows how long ago? We don't, we don't know. And what you should have said is, you know what? You're absolutely fucking right. Mm-hmm. We had some shit go down. We were, we were not a good relationship. Mm-hmm. We had issues that we had to overcome. We had trust we had to rebuild. But guess what? 
we're great. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Good. We now know what the good looks like. And it isn't hard work. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I'm trying to tell people, that if you're still sitting, you have to help me understand and see what the good is you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Are you connected more? Are you, I can't, are you having sex more? Are you on the same page at a better, you know, chance? Are you, what, tell me what is so good about your relationship that mm-hmm. took all this work. Yeah. That you're currently working on. That you're still working yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And I know. And I th- like with with that, I think that people, I, I a lot of the time we, we say that, um, that good relationships don't take hard work. But a lot of the time we tell people to get out of the relationship, find somebody that you're more compatible with and all of that. And I know that that isn't, a a good solution for everybody. Well, that's why I listen to the episode is your relationship worth saving. Mm-hmm. We I know. tell you what gives you the factors that it is worth saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so there are yeah, there are we do have hard opinions on certain things that tell you you should end it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I do dig in on that, especially when it comes to cheating. I do I mean, I know people I know people that don't know that I know that they were cheated on. Mhm. They don't know I know that, that their spouse cheated on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it bothers them a lot when I say, you should not be in a relationship if you got cheated on. Mm-hmm. You should not maintain the relationship. One of you should have ended it. And these individuals try so hard to present themselves in a manner that they have gotten over. I just don't think they have. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's why that's why I say harsh things to that. Like when they're like, oh, no, no, we, we recovered. Yeah, we had a rough patch. You know, he cheated on me um, with this other girl. But, you know, we, we, we're fine now. We're, we're, you know, we're back on the same page. We're a big, strong team and we're moving forward. Really? You're, you're okay? You're okay knowing where his dick has been that wasn't you? You're, you're okay having sex with him, uh, knowing that he had sex with another woman while you were married? You're okay? You know, doing these, and, and I know when I say those things, it, it just makes them cringe and get hurt. And it's like, okay, that's the point. You're not over it mm-hmm. because you can't get over that. I'm not I saying know. you should be over it. I'm saying you should have got fucking divorced. Oh, I agree. And so, so there are some hard lines in the sand that we do draw. Mm-hmm. That's like you, you know, you do not stay in a relationship because of these. Mm-hmm. Almost everything else, outside of you know, something that's going to cause harm to you. Something's going to come, cause harm to them or your kids. Infidelity, um, gross financial misjudgment. I mean, like like gambling your house away, mm-hmm. and you know, addiction and abuse. Mm-hmm. Those things like that. Really, anything past that, we believe is a workable, yeah, obstacle. Oh, for that sure. you have to remove. Mm-hmm. I know, but it is salvageable. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Well, and I think that like even because you you see uh, alcoholics go through go through it where mm-hmm. they completely get rid of alcohol yeah. you know they stop drinking and and it fixes their whole life yeah. I, and i think that you know you could still you could still do that too i it's just it's really hard to for somebody to overcome those kind of things but i think that that when when it does come to to all you know everything that we normally say like you you need to get out of it you need to you need to find someone new and uh and move on i because i i think that that's it sounds like it's always our solution Mm -hmm. to the problem which it may be it may be the solution but at the same time 
I think that if you understand that you that your relationship is being hard right now, trying to figure out what needs to happen in order for it to not be hard mm-hmm. anymore. Instead of us telling you, get out. Right. What is it in your relationship that you can do, that you and your partner can do, that is going to make you feel like you felt when you first got together? Mm-hmm. Because... That's how it is. That it, that's how it is for us. We yeah. we never lost it. Yeah. We never lost the butterflies and the the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. It, it continues if you continue. Yeah. And so. Well, and that's because we always follow the process. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it it. We, I I think that that's why we're like it's not hard. Mm-mm. And that's why we say it doesn't take hard work because we look at that. We look at the attentiveness and the needs that either one of us have. We we understand each other. We're on the same page. We're very compatible. We're both very... I, I think people would probably tend to think I'm not an agreeable person, but I, I'm... I am In real life, I'm a very agreeable mm-hmm. person. I, I don't... I don't seek out conflict. I'm not... You're not confrontational. Yeah, I'm not confrontational. I'm, I'm actually very... <laughs> I know people will not believe this. I'm actually very open-minded mm-hmm. to a lot... to a lot of things, just not when it comes to this specific type of topic in relationship Mm -hmm. outside of relationships i'm extremely open-minded about stuff um but it's because i've identified what doesn't and what does work Mm -hmm. and you can't tell me what's not working is working because i know it's not i was there you fucking idiot i know that doesn't work so you can't sit there and tell me you have a good relationship because i had the same relationship you did Mm -hmm. i probably would have told everybody it was a good relationship when i was in it but it was not. Mm-hmm. You just haven't either recognized that it's not a good relationship or you don't want to admit that it's not a good relationship. Well, sometimes it is, it's hard to admit that you're... In a bad relationship. Yeah, you're in a bad yeah. relationship. You're Even even like what I said, I don't know, a couple week, weeks ago or a couple podcast episodes ago uh, when, you know, I said that I didn't want to... I didn't want to tell anybody what was wrong with mm-hmm. with what was going on in my relationship because... It sucks to admit that you're wrong, that mm-hmm. you, to admit that you you're wasted ha- 10 years of your life. Yeah, you're having yeah. problems and all of this. And, and then to see, you know, someone like Crystal and Seth telling you off that mm-hmm. this, you have an awful relationship. Uh, it's just, it's all hindsight from us. I know. And, it is. And, I mean, and we're really, like, truly trying to open your eyes, give you foresight. Yeah. And tell you, like, Things can change. Mm-hmm. You can be happy. You can be, you can have a really happy, healthy, sexual, fulfilling relationship. With the right person. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to take work mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to feel like work, I guess, more importantly. Well, the, the funniest thing about, about this stuff is I, I will see people in, in this. I don't, I don't know if I'd say this is a common on me as I'm thinking about people in my head. I believe it's common, but I'm sure people would push back on it. The same person that will stay in a dead end relationship for years and years and years and years is the exact same person that as soon as something at their regular work doesn't go their way, they quit. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that. Like how the, you've had eight jobs in a year and a half time frame, but you've been with the same idiot for 10 years. I know. I know. So you have some kind of comfort level 
that you're either overcorrect on one side or completely undercorrected on the other. Mm -hmm. So what is it? How are you so good at identifying at a toxic work environment that you're so blind to the idiot you're living with day in and day out that you can't see I need to get away from that? Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. And that, that's all that always blows my mind. That's so true. You know? That is so true. I know. I know. And and really if you would if you would look at your life as a whole mm-hmm. and and and, and kind of like you like you mentioned like maybe not going, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the other, mm-hmm. but kind of meeting in the middle and just making sure that you're happy in all aspects of your life things would be good yeah well and, and i i wouldn't i know just like you said that you know we we our typical advice ends up being you know get out but if, if someone truly came to me and said you know my aside from the seven things i said earlier mm-hmm. if someone came to me and said look my my girlfriend or my wife is you know she's a social media hoe i, I i'm non-existent on her social media i've heard you guys talk about this what do i do Mm-hmm. We'll talk to her about it. If she's not willing to correct the relationship, if she's going to put Instagram over you and the relationship, then she's not worth keeping around. Mm-mm. But I would never tell you, oh, well, you need to get out of that. I know. Try to fix it first. Yeah. Well, we, it's not that we don't believe in trying to repair your relationship. Mm-hmm. We do believe in unrepairable factors that you need to walk away from. Mm-hmm. But and once you try to attempt it, that's where it ties into the stuff we've talked about before about, well, you know, okay, so you've you identified the problem, you've confronted the problem, you're trying to get your partner to come around and work on the problem. Now you feel like that person in a rowboat by yourself just going in circles. How long are you going to keep that up? Mm-hmm. If there's not a recognition or an effort to change, you can't keep that up forever. And that's mm-hmm. where we, we get into those details of now it is time. You've identified these things. Now it's time to walk away. Mm-hmm. You, you need can't. to know when to cut yeah. your losses. And, and people don't do that. And so I wouldn't give the, even the same advice outside of a relationship. If someone's like, oh, my gosh, I had a horrible day at work. This, I would never be like, you need to quit. That place doesn't deserve you. I'm not the sassy friend that's going to give you bad advice to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Just like other women do to women in their relationships. Mm-hmm. We'll try to fix it. What happened? What was? It, were you at fault in any way, shape, or form? Mm-hmm. I don't think your your company just all of a sudden decided to hate on you for no reason. You, you had to have done something. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Realize it. Talk to your company about it. Talk to your boss about it. Let them know how you feel about it. And give each of you time to fix it. Yeah. And if they don't, now go get a job. Mm-hmm. And that's the same advice I would give somebody with a relationship. Same thing with a fucking car. If you have a great, beautiful car and the alternator craps out, I'm not going to tell you to, oh, you need to sell that car. Mm-hmm. Just fix the fucking alternator. Yeah. Now, if the alternator keeps breaking and then your engine drops and transmission goes out, you bought a fucking lemon. You have to be able to identify a lemon when you have a lemon. And that's the same thing with relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And and people just suck at that. They are really good at it in certain aspects of their life, but in other aspects, they're awful at it. And I think it goes both ways. Yeah. They either put up with too much shit in one horrible, awful situation, or they don't put up with enough in a situation that really isn't that bad. Yeah. And you need to find the middle ground. Uh-huh. Exactly. But that's where it's identifying the problem. I've identified the work it's going to take to correct the problem. But once it's corrected, it's smooth selling. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, if, if, yeah. if you had to keep taking your car to the shop, that's hard work. If you have to keep taking your car to the shop, you've got a limit. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with it and the shop fixes it and sends you a $1,000 bill, but your, your car's working fine now, 
Your car's not a lot of maintenance. Yeah. If you say, oh, my car takes a lot of maintenance, I have a high-maintenance vehicle. Well, you're an idiot for keeping that. Well, and, and then once you do get it fixed and it do, it is running smoothly, you keep up with it. Yeah, especially you if you the cause, they're like, well, look, idiot, you haven't put oil in it in 10 months. Yeah. That's why it dropped. Oh, you mean I got to and apply you know, quite oil to sex? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean I got to keep oil in it to keep it working properly? Yes. Yes, moron. Yeah. That's exactly how it works with sex in your relationship as well. Mm-hmm. You can't let the oil dry up mm-hmm. and then expect it to keep going, you know, 75 on the highway and working at high function. It's not. Mm-hmm. You're killing your car just like you're killing your relationship. Yeah. Take keep... the top off, put some oil in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got you got to you got to keep up with the with the maintenance and it doesn't feel like it's it, mm-hmm. it's just what you're supposed to do. Yes, exactly. And, and, that, and that, that's how it is. The maintenance piece is the process. Mm-hmm. And that should not feel like work. It, mm-hmm. Exactly how you said. It's just what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know. And, and it's so funny because it's like, it's, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It is so simple. The, the solution. It's the nail and, in the head. Yeah. It, it, it's so simple. It's just the people make it complicated well be, because they're it's complicated and it feels complicated to them because they are in a bad relationship mm-hmm. and, and i know that i mean my, my ex you says to don't you know you don't ever put me in a position where i have to choose between you and this if you're in a good relationship that's not ever an issue mm-hmm. that doesn't even come up i am choosing crystal over everything mm-hmm. everything every time now if even if you want to throw me extreme example if you're like well my you know, let's say you had a really close friend that, that won tickets to the Super Bowl and he was going to take you and Crystal said, no, I don't want you to go. Okay, we, we can talk fringe nuance, <laughs> you know, hypotheticals all day. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen. No, it's not. Give me a real world example. Uh-huh. I'm not going on guys trips. I'm not going to strip clubs. I'm not doing anything that would cause distress duress anxiety trust issues issues in general i'm not doing anything that would create those issues in our relationship and you do the same thing Mm -hmm. that's why it's not work so if you're creating the problems if you're if you're bringing in those outside influences if, if if you have a close internal influence that's causing problems you have to remove those like i said earlier the only thing that you have to compromise on are those unmovable areas mm-hmm. those things that you just cannot remove from your life it like work mm-hmm. you know if someone's I, I know i've said well, i would choose crystal over my work any day there is a reasonable amount of okay you do understand if i do do that we are broke mm-hmm. is that what you want to do because now we're gonna have to sacrifice our lifestyle mm-hmm. you know so there are some things you can't just give up your job you can't give up your kids you yeah can't... but there are people that would use that as a as well, I mean, like not working, period, just to be home all uh-huh. the time. I know. You're yeah. still going to have to work. Because there will be people that are like, if you need, if maybe, I need to do this. Yeah. And it's if like, finding like a job that doesn't put you on the road uh-huh. or, you know, and that that's, once again, that's a true compromise. Though, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's, those are unmovable forces. So the compromise with that isn't quitting your job. The comp- If your job takes you on the road all the time and your par- partner has a problem with it and you can't take her with you like I do, Crystal... <laughs> Then the compromise is, hey, okay, we're not going to have as much money if I quit this job yeah. and get another job, but at least I won't be 
traveling as much. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking compromise. Yes, 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 I agree. So that's what I'm saying. That's an mm-hmm. unmovable area. Mm-hmm. You still have to be employed. Mm-hmm. You still have to have income. You still have to take care of your kids. And I do think within reason, there are you you could potentially put other family in there as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair. To, I mean, unless it's just a gross manipulation of your relationship. I don't. I would never give the advice to anybody. You need to completely cut that side of the family off. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about it. Maybe work around it. Maybe avoid certain people. Maybe you sever certain relationships. Mm-hmm. But what's the compromise mm-hmm. with that? So I, I would probably put family in as well. But everything else, just get out. Mm-hmm. It's a bacteria. You're either going to lose your arm or not. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. You, you you have to be able to identify what it is, and if you find yourself hitting that that crossroad. Where you have to give up something that you enjoy, something personal. If you know that giving up whatever that is, whether it's a girl's night, a guy's night, whether it's you know a friend, whether it's a trip, whether it's a vacation, whatever it is you're doing, whatever that piece is, if you know that giving that up is going to make you resent your partner and sacrificing for your partner, you aren't with the right person. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. people that are with the right person, those are not even issues. No, no. And that's where I would say... You're in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. That's causing all those things we've been talking about this whole time. And yeah. so it goes back to kind of the original point. You should be able to able to clearly identify what you think are good qualities in a good relationship. And then you have to simultaneously acknowledge that anything that is the opposite of that is a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Not fighting versus fighting all the time. You know? Doing stuff together versus never doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Going on trips together versus going on trips with other people. I know. And, and sex, too. Oh, yeah. Having yeah, lots ha- of sex, having no sex. Yeah. I mean. Having sex with each other, having sex with other people. <laughs> I mean. I know. There, there's, there, you, you should be able to clearly identify mm-hmm. what's good and what's bad. Mm-hmm. And if you sit there and you say, oh, geez, well, there's there's two good and eight bad. Okay. Dumbass, average it out. Which side of the aisle do you fall on? Yeah. Guess what? You're in a bad relationship. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think that it's funny because because with this, I think that people really have to really look at it. Like, yeah. okay, that is bad. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't say that the bad things that we have said Aren't are bad. good. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's so not true. You're lying to yourself if you... Mm-hmm. If you... But that's where we're at nowadays, though. Uh-huh. People are like, I mean, we just saw that stupid-ass post about, and this other thing, if you're one of those people that's like, we need to normalize, shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Well, we, we, I mean, I say we need to normalize good, happy, yeah, healthy good relationships. Things, yeah. yeah. But, you know, this was this thing about we need to normalize married couples taking completely separate Christmas oh, vacations my gosh. Yeah, to go see awful. our own families and not be with each other. Yeah. Okay. Once again, bad relationship. Uh-huh. But those people will say, no, we have a really great relationship. Uh-huh. We've identified. And once again. If they're both okay yes, with it. <laughs> it's not. If you are both truly 100% okay with it, then that is a good, healthy compromise. Uh-huh. But what you have is what you typically have is one part that's like, no, I want to spend the holidays with you. Uh-huh. And the part, other part is like, well, I don't like your family. So I'm just going to go spend it with my family. That's not a compromise. That's not healthy. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's damaging. It's creating a wedge. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's the other thing. And, that, and that's why I think that communication is so important. You guys have to be able to communicate what you do and don't like about what the other person is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're going to be open to communication, you have to be open to solution-based conflict resolution as well. I know. And, yeah, so many people. Yeah, that's the, People we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's how my ex and I were. We talked about our problems all the time. Did we fix any of them? Fuck no. <laughs> Not one. Yeah. Not one. And she got to continue to do what she wanted to do. I never got what I wanted. I didn't get to eat where I wanted. I never get to see the movies I wanted. Didn't get to have her at home like I wanted. I mean, nothing. I didn't ever get anything I wanted. Um, so there was no compromise. And she was the one that was, quote, unquote, miserable. My getting gosh. everything she wanted. So, But, but that's, that's what you see because it's not a healthy environment. Getting what you want, knowing that your partner is on the complete opposite end, should not make you feel good about your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what happened deep down with her. Mm-hmm. She knew it was bad. You had to. How could you not know that it was bad? I know. You know? Yeah. Really, though. But, yeah. I mean, and, and so, so, but, but it is that. It is, it's, like you said, it's very simple. You should be able to identify what's good versus what's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's simple. It's very simple, but it, people... Without some twisted, distorted justification you have behind it. Yeah. Uh-huh. People just yeah. make it... Make it way more complicated than it has to be or it should be. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, yeah, maybe it is the, I don't, I will, I will not say that we should change our, the wording mm-hmm. of our motto, but good relationships shouldn't feel like hard work. Yeah. Well, and, and, and even going on the, the opposite of that. We can all agree that bad relationships are going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So you have to agree that good relationships wouldn't. Yeah, I know. I don't. I. I guess I just don't understand what's so hard about that. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. I. I. I don't get it. I. I I just don't understand how how everybody can agree. You know, here's what a bad relationship is. It's going to take a lot of work. If you're going to be doing this, if you're going to be doing that, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be overworked. Blah blah blah. That is definitely a bad relationship. Well, then you would have to agree that all of that is absent. In a good relationship, which would equate that good relationships don't take hard work. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> again it's pretty fucking simple. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it, it's not rocket science. Yeah, it, it's not. I, I, I don't understand. It, it's it, But but people want to treat their marriage like a fat girl. There's healthy relationships of all sizes. Mm-hmm. No, there's not. There's a very prescribed you know, common denominator of what is at the basis and construct of a good relationship versus a bad relationship. Either you fucking have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. But quit trying to manipulate it. Quit trying to tell everybody that your relationship is great. Quit trying to convince yourself that your relationship is great when it's not. Mm-hmm. You're not having sex all the time. You're not doing shit together all the time. You're not happy all the time. You're not enjoyable with each other all the time. You're not agreeable. I mean, it's a shit relationship. Mm-hmm. Just call it what it is. Yeah, I know. Fix it. If people would say that they have a shit relationship. Maybe we wouldn't be so hard about this. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have such a a strong opinion about this because all of these other people are trying to shove their strong opinions that their bad relationship is oh so fucking good mm-hmm. when, and they're trying to say we're wrong. Right. When we are fucking right. Yeah. Good relationships don't take hard work. Mm-hmm. Period. And we're smiling all the way to happy town. Yes. Well, you're not. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it I think was, we I... just did that entire episode just to end it off with, we're fucking right. 
I know, right? I know. But, but I mean, real realistically, like I said before, I I do think that if, like I said, you you should identify if you find yourself saying, okay, yeah, I guess that is bad. Mm-hmm. That is bad in my relationship. And admitting to yourself that it is bad. That, Like I said, it is hard to do. Mm-hmm. But at least you've identified that it's bad. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do to make it to where it doesn't feel like work? Mm-hmm. Where your relationship feels great again. Right. And I don't know. Well, in, in, in the other, I, I want to say this before we wrap it up. The other uh, sentiment that we completely disagree with when it comes to relationships is the Anything worth having takes hard work. (laughs) That's not how it applies to fucking relationships. That's how it applies to getting rich. That's how it applies to being successful in in work. That's how it applies to getting a a fit body. It should not apply to relationships. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. I'm glad that you said that. I I totally forgot to even bring that up. Once Mm -hmm. again, if you went through a patch where you had to work really hard, but now you're a smooth-oiled high-functioning machine that has sex and compatibility and is an exemplary relationship, you have to agree that where you're at now doesn't take the work that it did to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but people would still say, but... You it, had to do the work. Yeah, you had to do the work if to do that. If you created the problems. Uh-huh. And that's why we talk about, like, our last relationships when we were younger. Mm-hmm. You do have growing pains. You are going to create problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're younger. Yeah, we were not we were awful yeah. partners yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. We've we have our fair share of bad things that we've done in previous relationships. It's just that we choose to we learned we learned from those relationships and those dumb mistakes that even we made, not our partners, but mm-hmm. we made and we are not bringing that to our relationship now. Yeah. Well, and and and, and people tend to kind of associate the 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 working hard relationship the same way that you brought up the alcoholic addiction thing earlier but it's the same way because you, you'll hear alcoholics say well i kicked the habit but i have to work at it every day mm-hmm. i am an alcoholic today mm-hmm. i have not recovered every day's recovery you can't apply that same logic to your relationship mm-hmm. and i think that's what people do mm-hmm. like well, we have to work every day at this relationship but but we go to bed every night and we kiss each other good night and we smile at one another and we know at the end of the day that we're with who we should be and we love each other beyond anything mm-hmm. okay you have to tell me what's so good about your relationship then mm-hmm. how I much know. sex are you having how much shit do you guys do together how happy are you how often do you make each other laugh how flirtatious are you with each other because if all those things are going great I'm sorry, you're not arguing you don't have a bad relationship. Yeah. So I, I just don't, you, it's the weirdest dynamic of how people want to say they have all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we fight and we fuss and we argue and we cheat and we abandon, but we still have a great relationship. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You because don't. Because anything that takes work is worth having. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, yeah, whatever they say. But there's nobody I'd rather curl up in bed with at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Well, get a fucking cat. I know. I mean, I, I don't understand what you're getting out of it then. What was the other analogy that you used for that with the, with, um, with, for, for relationships specifically to be, to not, uh, where, where it isn't that, where, you know, people, cause people are, people do say that anything worth having is not, or anything worth having is you have to fight for or you have to work for you have to mm-hmm. work hard for and 
you brought up, I can't remember what the heck the analogy was that you said, but I mean, obviously you always make sense with your, your good analogies. I'm just trying to remember what it was. Was it about the kid thing? I can't remember. Maybe it was, maybe it was about the kid thing. I think you're right. And you, you, you talked about that. I mean, once again, you, you wouldn't say that about your children unless unless you have a shitty kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people with real shitty kids that absolutely hate being a parent. They're miserable. Mm-hmm. They look so much older mm-hmm. than they are. Mm-hmm. They they are unhappy. They're stressed out because you have a shitty kid, mm-hmm. which I will 100% blame on you. Mm-hmm. You created this problem with the shitty kid. People that did the, the front-end, quote-unquote, work of discipline, guidance. I mean, what is it Jordan Peterson says? That, that by the time your child is the age of, I think, I can't remember if it's two or four. I think it's four, maybe. He says your goal is to make your child likable by other children and other adults. Maybe it was two. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was four. I though. remember it was younger than I, was young. I thought yeah. he would say. Uh-huh. Um, but either way, I know people that their kid's older than four and they're still horribly unlikable. Mm-hmm. Then you know that's your job as a child. Or I'm sorry, as a parent, parent for that child, is you have you know this four year window to make them an agreeable contributing. I mean, because if they're going to be likable at that age, then that means they're going to have friends. They're mm-hmm. going to have a social circle. That means that you're going to have friends because of their social circle and the other parents. There's going to be a common initiative. So if your child is of that age where they aren't having sleepovers, other kids don't want to play with them, other parents, you're not friends with other parents. You fucked up as a parent. Mm-hmm. You raised a shithead kid that nobody wants to be around and nobody wants to be around you. Mm-hmm. You failed as a parent, to quote Bevy Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> failed as a mother. Yeah. And so if you look at that, if you say that those first four years took a lot of hard work, I would argue that that was your duty and responsibility in the process of being a parent. However, even if you want to say it was work and you put in that, that quote-unquote work, and your child is now at this age and they're happy, high-functioning with friends and all this and everything worked out. Now being a parent isn't as hard as it could be. I know. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying that there's not work involved, especially once you identify that there's an issue. Mm-hmm. But once again, if it's a smooth oiling or high-functioning machine of a relationship, it ain't taking work. No. Not at this point. Uh-uh. Yeah, I know. And and to uh, once it once you do identify it, you know, figure mm-hmm. out how to get the machine running yeah. smoothly and well kept for mm-hmm. the rest of your lives, for the rest of your mm-hmm. your time being together on this earth. Yep. Doesn't mean it won't it won't it doesn't mean it won't take maintenance. Doesn't mean that you may not have some technical issues. Mm-hmm. But you patch it up and move on. Yeah, exactly. But once again, those should not be happening at a high highly regular intervals Mm -hmm. should be outlying once in a while things that pop up Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly i know i think that uh i think it's always good for us to have these types of podcasts that that actually tell tell everybody where we have what we have thought for ever Mm -hmm. in our relationship and what we stand by and why we truly believe in everything that we're putting out there yeah. for all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it was a good episode. I well, think that... and, and it's nice to explain why we have a different opinion. Yeah. Of what everybody mm-hmm. is. And, and, and you know, we, we have a lot of new listeners that are coming on board and they, people are like, where do we start? Mm-hmm. We hate the first episode because oh, it's so old, but it's still <laughs> it's out there. Um, and so this is a good one to kind of, well, if you want to know what we're about, mm-hmm. 
listen to this one. I know. It's good. You know, because we talk about some other episodes and things like that, but you know, it, it we, we you know, we we've said on here before and, and you know, we, we are different than other marriage podcasts. Other marriage podcasts are all about misery loves company. I hate him, he hates her, we fight all the time, we don't get along, but by golly, we're still together, even mm-hmm. though we're miserable. Mm-hmm. And we're not that. No. And we're sick of that. That's yeah. what we've seen on TV. That's what we hear on these podcasts. That's what everybody considers, quote, unquote, normal. Mm-hmm. And we aren't that. And you don't have to be either. I know. That's not a good place to be in. Those are not good, happy, high-functioning, healthy relationships. There's big pieces missing in those type of relationships that they don't want to identify and don't want to pick. And all they want to do is complain and bitch and be miserable about it and share their funny little stories of how shitty their marriage is so a million other people in shitty relationships can feel like they're not alone either. Mm-hmm. And relate. Yeah. yeah. That's what we, we, we said early on. Like, you don't want an uh, ordinary relationship. You want an extraordinary relationship. Mm-hmm. And our relationship is extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we're telling you why. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know. I love it. I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's just cool to know, to, to look back at everything. And I think it's awesome to start out the new year mm-hmm. with this kind of a, of an episode, episode yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. because it's just kind of a, a fresh start again to going into, this will be year six. Yeah. Right. Year six 24. of the podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Um, as always, thank you so, so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.